Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 21st. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. What a what a Sunday. That was uh that was a hell of a finish, right? Great, great finish. Great weekend, more or less. Uh great Sunday afternoon at Torrey Pines. Hold on a sec. Let's wait. We have a flyover coming in. They're coming right now to lead off the podcast. Wait a minute. Well, we'll just have to continue on. How bad was that? How per- how so bad? It's good. Just everybody left hanging there with their pants around their ankles. You know what you got- my favorite part of it was? What was when was Rom turning around? Like you know, <laughs> they all did. <laughs> Him looking, just looking at around. The, sky. Just, the guy just won the U.S. Open, and then they somehow made him look like you know, just like a, a fool. Looking around, and again, again, this is with the NBC staying with it, and uh, you know the swimming Finally. audience watching watching yeah. all this happen. You know, again, golf gets a valuable opportunity, and this is this just, is what the big audience sees: a bunch of old old guys staring at the sky, waiting for some planes to come through. Well, tick, 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 tick. Oh, that was great, great finish. But hey. We'll get to the U.S. Open in a minute. We need to clean up the big news of the weekend. Late breaking, Sunday night here from Will Knights, our man on the spot. Officially official, Roy Sabatini is in the Olympics. He will be playing golf under the Slovakian flag. We, the Olympics, three, now, three years in the making. <laughs> The Olympic now takes on a completely new resonance here. This podcast, maybe more so than a major, a Ryder Cup. We are all in the BFB, complete end around, fraudulent nationality, Slovak will be playing in Tokyo. Do you think so he's going to be carrying the flag in for that? That's what I'm wondering. They got him. I mean, uh, I don't know. There's probably some actual, you know, Slova- Slovakians that, that, you know, may deserve the honor but uh, i just wanted to get the big news out of the way the bfb will be in tokyo all right great sunday great sunday awesome sunday uh it de facto is proof that tory pines is a great venue no we'll get to that later i have, can't stand hearing that anymore um john rom is our winner he beats louis stays in hard luck louis uh like rob's story he's the first story story one Birdie's the last two with the incredible putts. I mean, that's what it was, right? I mean, it was all putting. It was some scrambling well, on 18. And he hit the ball really but, good. Right. He hit it really no, good I'm all about day. The end. No, yeah, I'm not taking I mean, all putts all day. I'm like, talking about right the two birdies the at the end were bombing in putts. You know what I, I mean? I mean, but that was a great, great bunker shot he hit on 17 to hit it where he, where he hit it. Um, you know, obviously, 
the uh, the tee shot on 18 set him up to get to yeah. you know into that bunker, which wasn't a good spot. But um, his approach shot know. wasn't bad. I mean, it was like oh, a couple yards it. between being you know falling off into that bunker and like being right on the where you want to be the first front front half of the green. So it, it wasn't a bad approach shot. He just got and, a little wet. You know, just in general, and, and this this will kind of tie into Louis a little bit, but at the point when Louis was on the 13th tee, or he got, he two putted 12, right? And, and he's five under. I thought to myself, God, if he, if he plays even par in, there's no way he's losing this. Yeah. And he plays even par in, but John Rahm was just phenomenal. He obviously got through that stretch of holes from 11 through 12. 16, really. Okay. Was just a bear, just yep. a complete brute. Like you could Farm birdie golf. thirteen, but it was easy easy to make a bogey or a double or a eight. What did Morikawa do? What did Morikawa <laughs> make? I mean, Mor- Morikawa made, made six. He made seven. Mor- no, but, <laughs> yeah, thick boy, thick boy. <laughs> thick boy God, took thirty five was... minutes on that hole. Thick boy was. But he's absolutely really... fine. We'll get to his quotes in a minute. He's absolutely fine. Does not care. Completely fine. Should have been seven or eight under. Not bothered at all. Shot forty four or whatever he shot. So um this felt like look, he was the betting favorite for a reason. Yes. Um he played this course well. He plays every course well. He played well a couple weeks ago at Memorial. He felt I don't know. I think we both t- thought Bryson was in a better position, but what it's like splitting hairs, right? Last night. Uh but it's well, really I mean, splitting hairs. What we talked about played out completely. Like, you know, in order to to get, and I don't want this it wasn't meant to be taking a victory. Like, but in order to get past those three guys, like you knew one of them was going to shoot even par at the right. top, and he shot the sixty-seven, which was the low, you know, tied. There's a bunch of them, but that was the low round of the week. He played a sensational round of golf, like this. Getting to six under was extraordinarily difficult. It required the round of the tournament, and he played the round of the tournament, given Max the circumstances. Around, right, right. Yeah, Started with the birdie, circumstances, birdie. he pl- he played the round of the tournament. Sure. Or championship on the line. Started One birdie, of my birdie. favorite quotes from him was, I kept firing at flags, he said to, uh, to Todd Lewis after. Kept firing at flags on a Sunday. Yeah. Wasn't fat siding, aiming at flags. You know, what, yeah, yeah. Imagine that was, somebody going down the stretch trying to win a major and hitting the ball at flags, not uh, not doing mathematical dispersion patterns. He did not go at the pin on eighteen out of the bunker, but I don't understand. He's on a downhill in the bunker uh, with the green runner away from him, water behind, uh, water right behind the pin, and, and yeah. like it was the only play. Well, in, a for, in a tie for a lead. In a tie and for in the lead, tie too. For the major, where he doesn't need with, to like make a birdie to to yeah. Um, with Lou Eustace and having some of the hardest holes in, in major championship golf to finish, so right? He just threw one out there. The the birdie putt wasn't like proof that he chose the right strategy. Whether he made the birdie or missed the birdie putt, like there was only one play out of that bunker. Um, and yeah. you know the the bigger, obviously the winning putt is on on. On eighteen, the the putt on seventeen was kind of ridiculous, right? I mean, a six Insane. foot breaker down the hill—that's the one that. How about the putt on fifteen? So this is something I had in my notes. 
I mean, he got a really good break. And Louie got a great break on 13 with his ball staying up on the hill. But, like, this is, you know, kind of the difference between major wins and especially, you know, where you see such a bunched-up leaderboard is breaks. Like, Rom, that putt was going, like, 15 feet by on 15 and it caught the cup. And people were like, oh, it should have gone. Like, that thing was hammered. Yeah. He had a few that saved pars from pretty moderate lengthy distances right i mean there were several mm-hmm. where it felt like he was going to make the turn and even after opening with two birdies and he was like he gave one back at four and it was like he held on for like four or five holes there just to make pars after that um i mean of, the, so much ahead. so many times in major championships we focus in on you know the great birdie putts yeah the birdies on 17 and 18 but what it all is about is keeping that momentum going and not not just letting go of the rope because there's so many eight footers for par that you have to make. And Louie made a ton of them. Like that was Louie made a bunch and uh, you know, Brooks, we saw, he just didn't, didn't make some putts coming in. He had the three putt on 12, which kind of started a little derailment when he had things going. Um, mm-hmm. Like Bryson, we saw him kind of let go of the rope a little on, on 11 and 12. And then that carried over into 13, obviously the slip, <laughs> the slip. Good call by Shane Bacon on that. He had tweeted about it. I guess he's texted Azinger. He doesn't text us, that, that kind of intel. Maybe he does. Uh, but, yeah, he got a call out on the broadcast. He was all over it. So that led to a quick unraveling. Hey, talking about good breaks with Rob, I mean, the, the ball out of bounds but not out of bounds yeah. on the wall on 10? I mean, what is out of bounds if it's not off the property? Like, what? I mean, I, I don't understand. Like, I... It's a boundary fence, right? Is it not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, seems, I mean I'm not trying to seems, like. He won the. He won. He's the best player. It was number very one player confusing. In the world. I'm not like suggesting that like nullifies the victory at all, but in the moment, seems that was like kinda, you're suggesting. Something. No, shut up. That was kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Isn't it? Ob. What's the? What's the? What's? What are we talking about here? What's the distinction? It's the property line. I don't know. It seems like that would be out of bounds. But, you know, I think the USJ would know. They're, they're, the, they're, they're the governing they're the body of folks. golf. Just yeah. a clean par on the card. I guess there are no, no pictures on the card. So I, uh, that, that was a, a break, for sure. One of his worst, one of his not great swings. JT did a similar thing. I think it was 10, right? Where he hooked it up and over the fence. Yeah. And it's rattling around in the steel mill or whatever that factory is they got going down the left side there i think um, it's a scrib i think it's scribs hospital or medical records or something oh really yeah um the, uh, what else about what about what, uh, else about Rob? do you think not surprising think, uh, one question do you think he'll name his next child tory he could there's always potential for that tory is a is not and not extremely rare girl's name no you know maybe spelled out that way it, it could be he's he's got a great history there it's obviously very special to him special place to him um congrats to john Rahm. it's a very it, cool story i mean like just in general i i know it got beaten to death by the by the telecast but it is it's a great story like it, it i mean in terms of certain things like and obviously like whether or not him getting COVID was preventable. Like that's ne- neither here nor there. 
like his fa- his family coming to meet his baby for the first time and him not getting to be there that would suck that would suck yeah. so much then you know the satisfaction to to get it done on your first father's day with your family there with your baby there like that that was a really cool moment look he was super impressive talking about it afterwards it's hard not i mean it's hard not to be unimpressive necessarily after you won a major championship but this was the same tone of the same piece as uh tuesday whatever he spoke before the championship you know he's look we're in a pandemic what happened with i just knew good things would happen he got a question tonight in the press conference talking about when he was in the scoring or he had just been dq'd or wd'd from memorial he heard from podrick harrington and patty was talking about how he had like a five shot lead in some event and got I guess probably signed a wrong card. And like Harrington talked about like, not to do an Azinger here, who claims Mackenzie Hughes and Henley were better off for bogeying the first, but Harrington and Rom like are a caliber of player where like you could, you know, the 1.6 million or whatever, you could, you know, they're going to be all right. They're, they're gonna, they have long careers. And Harrington's message was like that getting DQ'd sort of like helped me more than probably any win could have. Uh, I don't know that that was the case for Rob necessarily, but his approach seemed to think from that kind of kick in the nuts, a very good thing was going to happen. And he never bitched and moaned. He never whined about like being, you know, unfairly DQ'd. Like he took his medicine, so to speak, uh, and got out and then, you know, spoke with incredible insight, both before and after. And uh, I think he's a popular winner, right? He's... I think we've called him Hipster Rory. Like, or I, I've, I, I know I've texted with Porter on this, but like he, Rory gets all the love for being the philosopher king and talking about the obstacle is the way and all this bullshit, uh, or, or good stuff. I, I don't know. I'm not, yeah, de- delegitimizing that. But, but Rob just kind of like plays number one ranked world golf and like is a normal dude and doesn't. He's a hothead on the course, but he's really, really smart and and measured off it. I, what I love is. He always gets asked about his temperament and he reacts with anger to it because that's his whole, it's like, it kind of like a cyclical thing. He feeds right into it. But uh, he, he's speaking, he's he's completely different player than, than the hothead on the course. So, uh, deserve it. Yeah, he always gives you like very candid, real answers. They aren't like the corporate mumbo jumbo speaking. Although he did fit in some nice Callaway plugs tonight. But it's a question. You know, how much. He, he, He's sort of, I mean, not to take sides when we're not taking sides, but he, he threw a couple elbows at his old place in the course of praising his new yeah. place, right? Oh, like yeah. saying he could do things now that he couldn't before and all that. I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't care about any of that stuff, like one way or the other. They all kind of hit I don't the ball, know, I don't, and, I don't know, and I don't know any, enough to even comment really about whether that's true or not, but... No, yeah, right. He definitely right. threw some, He definitely threw a little, threw a couple of jabs in there. It was a little more than just praise for the current current place. Um, um, so right. I, you know, I've I've been enamored with Rob since he turned professional. I mean, he was obviously the number one ranked amateur in the world. I was really going out on a limb, but you know, I uh, within about a week of him turning pro, I predicted him becoming a superstar and and he did this in like the most John Rom fashion this win uh Justin Ray tweeted out the stats and 
He was fifth off the tee, eleventh in approach, seventeenth around the green, twentieth in putting, and that's what makes him such a special player. Is he just, you know, Bryson? He's got the power and he's got the the putting. We'll see how long that lasts, depending on what what Our rules lot. changes come in yeah. the green yeah. reading books. Yeah, um, sure. but but the thing with Rom, which makes him, you know, he's world number one now and such a could be around for such a long time is is just the all-around excellence. Like, he is world-class at every skill in golf, and I think that is so rare by today's player. In today's players, everybody's got weaknesses. I think him and JT are really the two class of, of this younger generation in terms of overall skill sets. Um, you know, it shows in his, in his record. I, I pulled some stats. He has 122 career professional starts. Some of those came as amateur. So, you know, some of those yep. came as a sophomore 20. in college. Yep. Um, his win percentage is 10%. He's got 12 <laughs> wins, 13 if you count the Memorial. So that would bump it up a little above 10. Um, he's got 63 top 10s. So he's over 52% uh, top 10 rate. And he's only got 13 missed cuts. So... You know, if you count the Memorial win, he's got as many missed cuts as he's got wins, which that's why he doesn't miss many cuts is because he's good at every freaking thing, and it's rare that you're going to have a bad week at every single facet of golf. Um, so he's just he's spectacular. We've been waiting for this. I think the, after the last major, I said, I'm getting tired of waiting for John Rahm. I'm so happy he won. Um, you know, I think this is a guy when we look – this is a multiple major guy – um, I think that when you look at the other one major guys, this guy is in a in, in, a, in a different class than them. To be, I mean, completely yeah, honest. I, yes, we we say that. I think so. Right? He's probably going to win three, four, five. I, Who knows? We say so. that. Yeah, doing the spotlights. You know, Davis loved the third gates were floodgates were going to open after Wainfoot PGA. I, John I Rahm's not Davis loved the third. That that's utterly disrespectful. I was waiting for you to say John that. John Rahm almost has Davis Love's career right now. I I understand. He look, he's been this though every step along the way, right? I mean there are a lot of world number one ranked amateurs who kind of don't make much of a debt. He's just he's been this as soon as he turned pro. He was a McCormick medal guy, he was college and as soon as he turned pro, I think, what, was it Congressional, the AT&T thing, the Tiger tournament, like immediately top five did? Um, so this has been who he's been. Uh, does the U.S. Open have a type now, like a very exclusive kind of type of player? We've gone Brooksy, DJ, Thick Boy, Rom. I mean, going I, back you know, to the, what, Spieth? Spieth at Chambers Bay where the fairways were wide. I, I just, it, it's, it's I don't know. I mean, Louis Oosthuizen was a, a minute away from winning it, too, and he's not necessarily, he's not a poofer, but he's not the big boy power hitter of that mold. Harris English sneakily solo. I, you know, I'll, I'll say this about Tori. I was a little surprised uh, at how, you know, equitable it was on the leaderboard. So I think I that was a... Uh, something I was definitely wrong about at the beginning of the week. I thought it was just going to be a slugfest. And I think it, you know, partially was, but there were shorter guys that were up there. So, you know, from that standpoint, I was definitely wrong. Um, and I thought 
the tournament had a little bit of variety in the guys that played well. Granted, like twenty five guys at one point today had a good chance of winning. Yeah, it was a, it was a extremely cool last like two to three hours, right? Um, I'm not sure the broadcast needs to be nine hours, which we talked about on the live show, but the last three to four were. There's no reason for it to be on at 11. It was on at like 11 my time today. I was like, what? I turned, I when to switch from golf channel. I was so confused. I was like, what? Went to NBC at 11. You're just like watching these guys kind of put out it, like it might practice round almost. It's just not doing much, but the last three or four hours were, were fantastic viewing as i don't know just an odd odd collection of circumstances streakers balls and trees do you think that was do you think that's what threw off uh thick boy was the streaker do you think that was the the thing that set off the double the the quadruple whatever (laughs) course stormer that guy is a that guy is like a, a a fame whore the guy who ran on the course he's like something no kidding the guy the guy that ran onto the golf course on national television although he didn't get on national television is a fame bar what what a surprise he he did some like kft monday qualifier and shot like 108 he's like got a history of being around um should we go to louis do you have anything else you want to say on rom i mean I, i mean over under major total career like let's do the first take monday morning quarterback you know I put it over under at two and a half. Okay. Does this count as a full major given it was a glorified PGA tour event? I'm not discounting (laughs) majors. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're not Um, in the business. Although, although it was at a, yeah, main tour event. One, you know, if you start discounting that, it gets a little interesting. You know, Elkington would lose a major. He won at Riv, right? <laughs> yes. Halimony. Halimony. Or the, yeah. <laughs> That's true. J- J- JT would lose one. Who won, the, who won the PGA, PGA who won PGA National? Who won Larry that Larry Nelson, I think. <laughs> Larry Nelson. Which, you've disrespected Larry Nelson, American <laughs> hero enough on this podcast. We don't need to be taking majors from him. <laughs> all right are you uh Over, here so what did you say quick, two and a half two and a half for, um, two and a half answer this so that i got a question for you before. all right i'll go i'll go over for that i'll go over for that so it just seems whatever. i think i'd go over if i went to Majors three and kind a half, of fall into I, him if i if i went to three and a half what would you say i think that's a better number probably uh, yeah that's a better it's a more like a toss i i think i go over I think I'd go over. He's he's a little older, right? He did four years. I mean, I think he's like 25, 26. Yeah, I think I'd go over. I think majors just are going to fall into him. Like they he's did today. 26. He, like, he can look like absolute shit for like nine holes, right? And, and like never, and he's just going to top five it still. I just like he's right there again. Come Saturday afternoon, like he does that so many times at majors. Where you think he's going to throw his clubs in the lake or something, and then he's there Saturday by Saturday afternoon. So yeah, I thought um, he was going to melt down yesterday when he hit the flag. He was so mad, <laughs> and then he missed the putt. <laughs> like that. Was- so 
I do think I do think four is uh four may be it. I think that may be it. He'll join the Brooksy four. Rory. So you collection. get the Brooksy Rory. Do you think Rory's yeah. gonna get more than four? Unless I'll wait, I'll wait. Uh, my big question to you was: Were you, were you deep down rooting against Rory because of the the potential exposure the rotisserie chicken sandwich no. would get? Come on, no, absolutely not. No. Let's talk about Louis. All right, all right. I'm Louis. absolutely gutted. I love, I That's love Louis. Fine. I know. I I think like the thing. Just the grace in which he handles all these these disappointments is it's crazy. is amazing, and and I think about like how would how would Bryson handle this, and I think he'd act like a complete child like the, during, the yeah, and I think Tim. about like Louis like Tim. Of course, the fucking putt went in on eighteen. It reminded me so much I of Westy at, at the players. I know, like batting up believe a, that. A, a birdie. Like, what is that? After after he stones it on the after going in the hazard on seventeen, he hits like a good approach. He had a great great putt too. I mean, the telecast. I can't remember who who said like everybody's been overeating this putt all day. He had a, he had to hit that putt exactly where he wanted to. The putt he hit on after the awful putt on sixteen to yeah. knock it. He just got up there. It looks so uncomfortable the way he putts. Have you noticed that? Like how close yeah. the the putter yes. is to his feet? Hurts, it looks like he's going to like hit his yeah. feet with his putter and he just popped yeah. it right in there. I mean God, he was so good. He was so solid. I wouldn't he say was. he was good. He was just really solid like to shoot even par in that situation with the way the course was was, you know, dishing out shit to everybody else on the back nine. He just kind of cruised through there, and I, I don't think he did anything wrong. He lost. He he just got beat. Oh, come on. Lose. Fader hitting it in the canyon on 17 is inexcusable. I, I think he like doesn't, he can't I, do that. Oberholzer pointed this out, and I agree. Like, I when I've seen it, Oberholzer said, every time I've watched Louie, he's hit a little tight draw, and I agree, because when I watched Louie, I've watched Louie a handful of times, and he, he always hits a little draw off the tee. This fade thing is a bunch of bullshit. That was a fade, though. Was it not? Wasn't that? Yeah, it was kind of. It was a pull. Didn't cut it. But how about how about how exciting that tee shot was? The one time we got on the canyon. Yeah. Yeah. That tee shot was awesome. I mean, we had Wolf hit it over like the one time. Rom obviously bailed out. Right, boy. Didn't thick boy go in there? I think Thick Boy, yeah. Thick went, Boy in went way in. I mean, because they didn't know where it crossed, right? Because Tim like kind of stutter stepped off the tee, where you do like sort of the. Uh, uh, are we going? Do we drop right here? Where, um, that was on yeah. en route to Thick Boy's eight. Yeah, that's right. That's what. That's where the eight came. Right. Correct. Um, no, but you talked about. I couldn't believe he was tweeting. Minutes after he got his heart ripped out again, I'll keep knocking on the major door. Gave it my best. Thankful the USGA. Enjoy the win, John Rob. Nothing like a major win on Father's Day as a new dad. I mean, how would you know, Louis? But congrats. I mean, still magnanimous and all class, Louis Eustace. And I felt terrible for him. But this is like, he was so solid, right? But this is Louis. He's like the mid. He's like, he's not, he's not Mackenzie Hughes. He's not Russell Henley. But he's never like 
the, the Rom or the Phil or the guy. He, he's just, ne- he's Louie. He's steady. He's much better than that class of player, but he's just not quite there. He never is. I, I, I he's think got his major, be- though. You know, that's he'll never be. I, I loved how Azinger brought up, like, not winning in America. It's just like, go oh, he fuck did? off. Yeah. <laughs> Guy's coming up 18, and he's talking about how the South Africans were telling him about, like, it's just like, go, go, you know, just get the, you know get what the I hell out of here. Azinger loves talking about, he brought it up like four times today, aside from pressure. Um, he loves talking about the entourages and all the guys, the people that players have around them now. He's like, that John Rahm, big John Rahm, he doesn't have his chef and his nutritionist, and his physio, and his swing coach, and his short game. Not John Rahm, not Big John. He loved, he talked about the entourages of players that have like three or four times today. Loves banging on that as being some, I don't know, old school, I don't know, loner type. That Rahm, Rahm did talk like, hey, I'm a field player. I don't know necessarily what that means. A little, I mean, we know it means He was aiming at, Bryson, he was firing at but, flags. Firing at flags. Well, they were asking him, like, when did you know that putt was going in? He goes, you know, I'm like a field player. I just, like, dripped it down there. And I, I don't know. I, it went in. So it, it wasn't like he did the calculated the friction angle or whatever the hell Bryson does. Um, but, yeah, he, he just – Rom's been outspoken already. Wasn't he on the record? His screen's reading book should be out, gone. Yeah. He's been on the record, yeah. like, a year ago or something on that. So, anyways, anything more on Louie? It's It's – it he got beat you know i he got beat he didn't gag it he didn't lose 17's it. debatable 17's debatable that's a bad bogey yeah but he made great pars on on 13 14 12 13 14 15 16 where other people were readily handing away shots you know 18 fully excused him from laying up right i mean some people it's insanity well, people uh, think he no, should so he because he was over on that left side if he had been on the right side i think he could have played something Run. up there short yeah. right and had yeah. something like yeah. but he was on the left side he had to cross the water and he was Not in the rough lie. like what yeah. the best case scenario is that he hits some a miraculous shot that lands on the very front edge of the green or rockets over the green and to he's chipping back. down <laughs> yeah he's chipping right. out a thick rough downhill to that pin it's like i thought i thought the play was to lay up and try and h- hole a wedge i thought that was the right. best best I mean, play he, it was really the only play afforded to him he agonized over it. He's like, I, 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 he I made, want to he go had, for uh, it, but I can't. Mackenzie like, Hughes the, hit out of turn. Right. You know? Right. Right. He was doing the J.B. Holmes. except the uh, you know, <laughs> Except he, he had a major championship. Par- and he let his playing partners go ahead. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't force them to agonize with him. For us swimming folks, probably didn't like it. They want to watch their time trials. And they got Louie over here, like the Grammy folks. Uh, anything else on Louis Oosthuizen? Just a, a tough luck runner-up uh, for the South African. He'll keep... Oh, the Farb narrative. Can we drop it? Can we let it go? I mean, he hits in the canyon, and they go out. Farm boy. Farm, farm. Farm, farm, farm. Tractors. Farm, farm, farm. Just nonstop about how he grew up on a farm, likes the farm. Uh, we got to, like, tone it down. Find something else to talk about with Louie. They should be talking about o- Ocala. 
Um, There's a lot of things that you could talk about. They could talk about his UPS sponsorship and the UPS hack. The UPS or the FedEx hack. Which didn't apply today. Uh, it, all right, should we go? It still might be true. The 600 FedEx Cup points on the line. It hexed him the extra hundred points. He can't. He can't win. He can't win more than three hundred FedEx Cup points. He can't win. He can't win five hundred or more FedEx Cup points. Is <laughs> <It's> the hex? <laughs> that may. That may be it. I love that. <clears throat> Let's do an ad read for Athletic Brewing. This was our our fuel for these late night podcasts with golf going till eleven p.m., eight p.m., nine p.m. Late into the West Coast. We leaned on Athletic Brewing when it felt time to, you know, have a beer, but you need to keep a clear head, kind of stay productive through the night, stay productive through the next day. We leaned on Athletic Brewing. It is our N.A. beer of choice. Like I said, I think last night, Saturday episode, we come by this honestly. Probably wouldn't be trying it if they didn't approach us about a sponsorship. But no bullshit. I'm glad they did. I'm glad I have it. I'm glad we have it in our life. Our promo code is SHOTGUNSTART15. The URL is athleticbrewing.com. I'm fully stocked for the summer on the Run Wild IPA. I have the Upside Dawn uh, Ale. The Cerveza Atletica, I do not have. I had it at Kiowa for the uh, the Beverage Boys house, but I need to get my hands on that. I think that might be my favorite. That had the most like pop when I took the first sip, where I was like, whoa, yeah. this is legit. It's delicious. I, not you know, in a bottle. Thanks to the Athletic. They've been a great partner for a long time. Always, they came around for these majors and uh, made a lot of the daily pods possible. This is, uh, this is a lot of uh, uh, work, and thanks to them for making this possible. And they got a uh, awesome 15% off code for, for first-time users, first-time Shotgun drinkers. Shotgun start 15. You don't need to get 18 cases. Just put, put six in the fridge. Put 12 in the fridge. Start there and see if you can make it a part of your uh, rotation. All right, athleticbrewing.com, shotgun start 15. We've done the winner and the runner-up. Where do you want to go next? Thick boy, Rory, Harris English, sneaking his way into solo third, Guido, Migliazzi. There's a a point where I thought Harris English legitimately had a chance. Got in the house at three? Only just kind of sit there at three? It would have been amazing. What did he shoot, 68? Yeah. Um, I mean, who are you let's most talk, disappointed let's talk. by? Who are you most disappointed by? Most surprised by in, in the I'm, I'm most disappointed by Russell Henley. I was busy Shut grinding up. on Don Henley's masterpiece, Lyric. Boys of Summer. I was going to have the full song written out for, for you to read tonight. Um, you know, I was working on some Eagles songs. It's the first day of summer for Don Henley's kid. You're very proud of yourself on that. The, the early show or whatever, the tweet you had, it all seemed to work. First day of summer. Uh, who are you most disappointed by? Who are you most surprised played poorly or faded or, or didn't at least punch till the last bell? I mean, I was, I was pretty happy about what happened with Bryson considering he continued to launch balls into the fans without yelling for Louis, all you need to know about Louis is he yelled for and seemed to have genuine concern about balls that were flying into the fans. Um, so, I think, I guess I was boy, most, dis- most disappointed by Rory, point, though. 
Thick Boy at one point held the lead on Sunday, and not like in the first hour, like midpoint. I think tied for the lead. He finished tied with Martin Keimer, still playing professional golf, Chris Baker, I think qualifier, Corn Ferry Tour regular. No, he's on the PGA Tour. I think he's like 208. Okay. Rakua Hoshino, who we brought up in our qualifying show, and Hideki Matsuyama, who went out at like 7 a.m. this morning. He had the lead, tied for the lead. He ends up T26, thick boy. Why are you most disappointed in Roy? Um, I mean, what, what, what was this? Did you expect more? Did you expect him to win? Did you expect him to shoot 66 and go it wasn't, it wasn't, off into the night? It wasn't that he, he fell short. It was the manner in which he fell short. Like he didn't, he wasn't a factor after the 12th hole. 11th hole, really. He was just gone into the abyss, never to be seen again. Is that because of him or because, I don't know, other people you know, ahead of him were just better? Like John Rahm. Well, he didn't, and, make, and he didn't the, make putts today. He just he didn't do anything. He made that first one, and he thought maybe this could be something cooking, right? He made the first one to get to, what, three or get to four? Yeah. What was it, like a 35-foot sidewinder? Um I don't know. The big one was 12, right? Just or 11. 11 terrible, was horrible. Horrible. T- horrible three putt. He hit it close well, on that hole. I want to say I saw every one of his shots into 11, and I swear he hit it close every single round. Um and he just got not he got nothing out of it. I mean, part of the first day, I think he hit it close the first day. Yeah, he stuck it the first day, made par. I mean, he couldn't have. Nobody could have hit better shots on that hole than Rory did. Rory, he didn't hit it on on uh, on on the second round, but he hit it great. You know, it's just like God. You can't have a three putt there. That's the thing. You can't three putt on a long par three when you hit it to fifteen feet. You also can't have a double in the final round, right? Can Can you have a double and a quad? Not expect to win. I mean, it just seemed like know. he was stuck in mud on the front nine. I don't know. It he hadn't been Do there in a while, but he really again? wasn't there. I don't know. I don't. I don't this, know. This is the. This was set up for the Prince of Pontevedra. You know, this kind of. It's it's kind just of like set up tour event more or less. These were the like kind of things that were disappointing. Is like the not getting up and down on nine, right? Like, that started this kind of tailspin, right? He had a really simple chip there, and he had to leave it below the hole. He hits it 15 feet past, and he's got the downhill, or it just narrowly misses. But, you know, you don't make a birdie there. I think he hit it fairly close on eight, doesn't make birdie there. You know, and and then, you know, then all of a sudden he three putts on 11, and he makes double. It's just like, it's just... Sloppy. It's the same thing we talked about earlier in the week. Like, there's no player that's got like a greater degree. It's seemingly like he's so off the charts good. And then he hits these shots. You're like, how the fuck did you just hit that shot? Well, he might not be like he's just he might not be sharp. As sharp. He might anymore. not be good just through the through the bat. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah. I, I don't want to be hot takey here, and I don't mean it like he, of course, could win the next major. 
but it's like, like the Seve theory. For like 72 holes, he just might not be like through the bag sharp enough uh, to, to, to be so constant and consistent like a, like a Rom or a Man. Kepka. I don't know. The 76ers are going to lose. No, I was going to. We're checking in and off. T- tough scene. Really? Yeah, it's over. Oh, man. Hawks, Bucks, Eastern Conference Finals. So, Hawks, Bucks, Suns, Clippers without Kawhi. I don't, I don't mean to, like, I love golf. It is my, like, passion and my job. But... Watching the Bucks Nets game last night after watching like the US Open broadcast for the last three days. I don't want to jam on the broadcast, but like it was stark contrast. Like you could not look down. You could not look down. I was trying to edit for Golf Digest and like I had to turn the game off. Whereas with, with the golf, it's like, I mean, it's like this, it, even if I need to be paying attention, it, it's still like a background thing. Anyways, what are we talking about basketball? Um, I don't know. Does does he win another one? You threw that out there earlier in the podcast. Does Rory win another major championship? He's so I mean, young. You, you want to say he was going to, but like at this point, I think you kind of lean towards no. Seven years like, is a long ass time. But Phil just won one after eight years off or whatever it was. Nine years off. I mean, it, here's the thing: is like, maybe he was at his best at 23. Now he's eating Domino's and rotisserie chicken sandwiches. That's that's disrupt. That's discouraging. I don't know. I I blame the cameraman for putting the camera on on his family. <laughs> the best, one of the best tweets of the night. I saw Alex Myers. I think maybe a few others. When Rom picked up his kid, uh, they had, like Steve Sands just thought, well, wonders why Rom picking up Poppy McElroy walking off the 18th grade. <laughs> Pretty good. Baby that, that, Ke- makes, that was Baby Kepka. Baby Kepka. People keep, how, do they, how are they still making that? It's like calling him Bruce Kepka. How are they still calling the baby Kepka? How is that still happening? Um, all right. Let's get the uh, thick boy. Yeah. Yeah. I, Absolutely. You, you don't want to talk about Mackenzie Hughes' ball getting stuck in the tree. Sure. We could talk about it. What do you want to say? I've got nothing. I think they all should put more car, path, more car paths around a golf course. It would be good for, good for, you know, inciting some drama. All of Canada is just caught up in a tree. Like that. Canada's hopes. Stuck in a tree. I, I felt terrible for the guy. He shot 77, which was, uh, I believe I had that one on our pregame show. That was a question. Who would you expect to shoot 77? I feel bad for him, but he's regressing to the mean after a hot Saturday. Thick boy. Somebody asked him, did not use terms apparently he appreciated because he quickly went, I'm not mad. I'm fine. This is actually great. I love it. I, I I don't care at all. Don't care at all that I shot eight or I shot forty four coming up. Someone's used the term. How did it? I guess get off the rails so quick, for lack of a better term. Well, according to Thick Boy, there could have been a better term. Quote: I didn't get off the rails at all. It's golf. 
people will say, I did this, I did that, and it's just golf. I had plenty of times where I hit it way worse than today, and I won. It's just one of those things where I didn't have the right breaks happen at the right time. Couple breaks, and then 44. What did he shoot coming in? It was 44. 44. Was it <laughs> 44 is 42? What does, that, what does that mean? A couple breaks. Right, right, I mean, maybe, right, maybe, maybe, right maybe if the if the streaker, you know, maybe if he hits a patron, hits a fan that he's aiming for, yeah. gets a good bounce. That's what he's talking about. And on eleven, things are different. If he hits, a you're fan. the karma police now. You're out there tweeting about karma, Mister Radiohead I'm, over there. Karma police. You're, you're, you're tweeting I mean, about when, how he, it's, when he caught the caught the bunker shot clean on thirteen. I mean, <laughs> I'm not supposed to cheer, but I, I, I let out, I let out a good, a good chuckle, and then it rested right up on the Stella, Stella uh, case that somebody smuggled. Where does in that there. come from? Somebody Who's got a it case? In. Who's got a box of beer? Somebody How does somebody totally get in the course with the club and they balls? They jumped the, the office park fence, and that's how you can get in. Maybe they skip. Maybe they paraglided. It dropped. It dropped in that way. Maybe they Dropped. scaled the cliffs. Who knows? They air airdropped cases of beers in to friends, supplies. Well, another reason why I can't believe they're showing Rory's hotel balcony. You got yahoos running on the property with golf clubs, jumping fences with cases of beer. Anyways, it's just one of the things where I didn't have the right breaks happen at the right time. I could have easily. Gotten to seven, eight under today. He's like, I just, if, I maybe just, if the shot on eight goes in, maybe he's counting that as a break. <laughs> I just wasn't fully confident with the golf swing. And I just got a little unlucky in the rough. I got unlucky in the rough and a couple other places. Well, he's, he mean, slipped on the 13th tee. That's true. He's got these fangs coming out the he bottom had, of his shoes. Had, he had a sh- he shanked a shot on seventeen. Maybe he doesn't that, shank that. That's that was the one. That was I mean, granted, he's out of it at that point. But what was that? Well, I think that's where where a reporter, a fellow media member, was justified in saying it came off, off the, rails. the rails a bit. You're actually very pragmatic now, but at least for some of us, it would take a long time to shake this off. How long do you think it will take you? Right now, I don't even care. I don't even care. People think that. I've changed a lot attitude-wise and everything. It's frustrating in the moment when it's happening. But afterwards, for me, for me now, I don't really care as much. I've already won it. I've already won the U.S. Open. So uh, he's definitely not mad. Everything's fine. Which, you know, if that is his attitude, then, then great. But he's kind of showing that not to be the case over the course. His, his win uh, probability was 33%. Oh according my God. to the USGA on, on oh. the eight, on the, after the 8th hole oh T26 it dropped it dropped to 0. 0.4 after 13 <laughs> unbelievable the shank was the one that will stick with me I, I thought he I thought it was his based on Saturday just the most well, he hadn't putts. made a bogey. I thought. I thought for yeah. a while you just wasn't gonna make a bogey. Yeah, yeah. Tori uh, got him. That, that, bit him. That was a full fledged. Reese got him. Full fledged meltdown. Reese. Reese's Reece, Reece, Bryson. Bryson tamed Tillinghast, but he hasn't tamed Reese. 
I wonder what Scotty Scheffler thought of playing with that circus. A little freak show. I thought Max Homa had a great tweet that Wolf is like a great dude and plays fast, and that probably helped Rom. Did you see that Homa tweet? No. Yeah. He was like, this was before Rom had won it. I think it was probably when he was, you know, in 17, 18, or maybe he just made the putt. But Homa tweeted like, Wolf is like a super good dude and plays fast. That is, it, it's not like the deciding factor, but every bit helps. So I, I thought that was a little bit of insight from someone who's actually inside the ropes. Uh, anything else on Bryson? We good? I mean, what's going to happen? I got nothing. Royal St. George's, if it's blowing. Tim. I mean, this was his He'll kind of be setup. Similar, similar to what happened at uh, at Kiwa, where he would just eventually fade off into the into the sunset, where he's just on the range. I mean, the the beauty for for Bryson when we go to the British is it's it's uh you know or the Open, sorry, it's it's Never. light for so it's light for so long. <laughs> That's true. That he's not going to have to get his lights set up. Yeah, Vols till when? When's he going to have a lights guy? He should have a lights guy that comes out. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, anybody else you want to cover on the leaderboard that you felt like gagged it or impressed you? Kyle Morikawa's putting was like terrible. He could have could have gotten more out of a, the seventy. Apparently, Bacon was tweeting some play by play of. And some insanity. He tried at 13. He was like 320, 315 out, and he went for it and hung up with a short side rough. And then he's like, didn't get out of that. And then, you know, obviously it's a, it's not an easy birdie hole, but it's a par five opportunity. And he made a he made a double, and that was that was that for Colin Morikawa. So, uh, do you think six else? runner ups at majors just should just earn you an extra major? No. No. Why? Just Are you wondering. trying to get Louie an extra major? I just feel like this guy, he should be a Hall of Famer. Jack Nicholas might agree to that. We'll get him like Phil would 30 too. some. Phil would Phil. too. That's true. Um, what, a, what, a, what about Brooks? What's your, what's your takeaway from the week for, for Brooks? Um, I'm not. I think I try to be more critical of Brooks than most who sort of give him a free pass for always, I don't know. He's being very, he's extremely online, extremely like sort of high school-ish with a lot of the bullshit. But I don't know. He was, I don't know what his probability was, but he was right there again after playing in the final round, the final pairing of the final round of the previous major. I don't think I can get mad at him. I don't think I can say he sucked or I'm disappointed in anything. The guy has like, not to make excuses, he talks about his knee like way too much. And this is the best I've felt. This is the worst I've felt. I don't know if I'll ever walk again. Like you get that at every, but like I'm pretty sure like he had a significant surgery and maybe shouldn't have come back this year. And he's now played in the final group uh, at the PGA and been one off the lead on Sunday at the US Open. So I don't think I can pop him too bad. The, the, the two bogeys in the final three holes were pretty bad, super bad, inexcusable. But like you're pressing to kind of try and catch at that point. He, he 
not a lot has changed in terms of my outlook on him as a major championship sort of alpha, for lack of a better word. You? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I think uh, I, I know some people are saying, oh, it's you know, he's not backing it up. He's not backing it up. Winning majors is so fucking hard. Like, he's in the mix. Like, all you can do is get yourself in the mix. Like, we talk about Wikipedia top fives all the time. His yeah. art. <laughs> His right. herb. Like, today, he was very much in the mix with four holes to go. Like, he could have won that tournament. Um, he had, the bad, he had if... a bad three, three putt, you know, but, yeah. um, you know, there, he could have won that tournament. And I think that's, <laughs> you, you got it, it. He was on a abnormal pace when he rattled off four, right? Sure. And seemingly couldn't get beat. And now he's getting beat some, but I think he's going to get some more soon. Probably going to get one soon. Well, Might get one in a month. You are setting yourself up for a higher standard when you talk a bunch of shit and then don't win. And in golf, you don't win, like, whatever, 98% of the time. So, like, when he talks his shit at the Harding Park about DJ and nobody, nobody's won anything, I don't even know who these guys' names are, and DJ's only won one. And then he does the stuff with Bryson, you know, this year. It's great entertainment for us, but, like, when it comes time for the majors, like, you are going to be sort of judged more harshly if you don't win. And I don't know. I, I think the fact that he's been in it is, is not changing my opinion of him as, as a major championship sort of alpha in any, in any regard. But again, he's out there throwing haymakers at people and not winning. So he's going to get a little bit of backlash for that. Um, anything else on the player front? No. That jumped off the page for you. Nothing else? I think that's all I got. I mean, Wade Ormsby. You don't want to talk about Wade Ormsby showing well? I I did want to talk about Brian Harmon for about 15 minutes. Bubba went 77 76. Dick Bland 77 78. Oh, the game's within the game. I won both of them. Westy guided the ship home. Beat out West Bland, or, uh, Dick Bland by uh, by one, and uh, Dylan Wu took down. Should Fitz. we talk about that? Dylan Wu and Taylor Montgomery. You see, Bacon had a tweet about that tonight. On top of, yeah, uh, he makes the cut at the U.S. Open, gets nothing. I think he's now dropped from the top twenty-five or the cusp of the top twenty-five to like twenty-eight or twenty-nine on Corn Ferry Wu? points. Wu, Montgomery. Montgomery Wu's like right there too. Wu, I think it must be like 30, 31. <laughs> Brentley had, yeah, Brentley was talking about it and, and Bacon. So they, they both were penalized for playing their uh, national championship. Not, not, uh, not ideal. Yeah, Montgomery, he dropped from 24th to 28th because he didn't go to Wichita. Uh, and Wu dropped to 29th. He also made the cut at the U.S. Open. So, yeah, who finished um, uh, 20, 26 or 20, uh, 31st? We've been shouting about this for four years. Don't need to do it again, but just more exhibits, more arrows in the quiver, whatever the terrible analogy is I'm looking for. So, um, so uh, does Tory get another U.S. Open? Was, was Tory validated by, by the leaderboard in the finishing final round? Hey, do you think Bryson was... Was pulling a read, patting his 
lie down. Shackleford tweeted that video out. I mean, it, the way he looked at the cameraman uh, ahead of him was really suspicious. Hammering Just the way he reacted when somebody was looking at it, I don't know. I mean... Seems like something. I think it's completely. I think it's completely uncalled for. I don't think you should be able to just pat down your lie like that. I think, you know, yep. it's one thing if you're grounding your club and checking how that is, and like yeah. you don't go up there and hammer down when you're grounding your club, you know. But that yep. being said, yep, I think that's the way a lot of golfers do it. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tori, I don't know. Depends if they can commit to a timed flyover next time, a, a more precise flyover. I, uh, it doesn't seem to be getting another major. I don't know. I, I imagine the USGA will want to continue to pop the West Coast venues and do the primetime deal, as would NBC or whoever has the television rights down the line. Um, I, I don't know. It, look. The fact that there was a good leaderboard for a portion of time is not proof positive of a good course or a bad course, right? Like if you get a stinker of a major at a at Augusta National, doesn't mean Augusta all of a sudden sucks. I don't understand why people keep tweeting. Like otherwise smart people are tweeting about the leaderboard being instructive of, of the course. This is like suggesting when, you know, Duke and Kansas go to the final four and they play in some soulless gigantic dome and have a great game because oh the best freaking teams with the best players are playing for like the highest stakes and like oh yeah of course a good game happened wow that doesn't mean this dome where it happened is better than like fog or cameron like like and that's what this is. The best players showed up because of the stakes and played well because they're better than, you know, Russell Henley, I'm sorry, or, or whoever. Like, the leaderboard is not indicative of a course, good or bad. And why these people can't seem to, to, to grasp that, that, like, all of a sudden... And I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't know much about architecture. I'm just, I'm just following common sense that this is somehow a pop. You can pop back at the architecture people who are trying to provide actual critical analysis of things and not just fluff everything and say, this is good. Trying to provide what's good, what's bad, and actually say something negative because everything else is all fluff. Like, I don't understand why people take a screenshot of a leaderboard and say, take that for being critical of some... It, as someone who doesn't know much, and I, I'm going too long on this, but I think people have heard enough and probably would rather buy... I, I don't know. The people want to I don't want to talk. About about I don't want to talk about it. But I don't know anything about I, architecture. The course looks dopey. The lake looks stupid. Everything, like a lot of it looks bad. I, I don't know. But the leaderboard, again, is not indicative of uh, of... Good or bad course. That's all. That's why two think two things can be true. A golf course can be great, and you can have a shitty event at it. A, a, a golf course can be great, and you can have a great event at it. A golf course can be bad, and you can have a bad event at it. A b- golf course can be bad, and you can have a great event at it. 
Like, there's all these things. There's a lot of positives about Tory too. Yeah, but, you know, sure. at the end of the day, we saw seventeen like on the canyon. Like, if if they had more of that, the golf course would be out of this world. It's such an amazing place. Um, and I know that there's there's stuff with the Tory Pines. Like, there's a lot of holes that don't have Tory Pines along the canyon that you can move the fairway over there. But anyways, like I I'm. I'm exhausted. I'm so happy for this week to be over. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Um, you know, I think my parting thoughts where I'm very frustrated just with the world of golf. This is just my general frustration is like, I hate any food critic that doesn't say anything critical. Like that just says every restaurant's great. They aren't somebody that I would have any interest in reading them talk about food if they say every place is great if a, if a movie critic tells me every every movie is amazing and should win an academy award i'm not gonna read it read them like so like if you have some crit- critical analysis is great like it's a part of the world it, it needs to happen more in golf golf in general is so bland and vanilla and void of this it's like we see it on the tour we see it at a telecast like Azinger talks about how every shot's the hardest shot in the world. It's like sometimes these guys hit bad shots and just say he hit a bad shot. You know, yeah. it's not always pressure. Yeah. You know, you know, Dan, it's just so much pressure. These guys never felt anything like this pressure. It's like, just- or they hit a bad shot. They just hit a bad shot. You could say that was a bad shot. That's what made Johnny Miller so great. Was he say, oh, they hit a bad shot. And, and people hated Johnny because he said stuff like that. But you know right. what? He was really freaking good at what he did because he did say that. And that's the, that's the point that I'm netting out at at this point is like, you know what? Like, I can say I'm not insulting. If you like the course, I'm not saying anything insulting to you, okay? I'm just pointing out what I don't like about the course. Or And these, this is not just me. It's other people that had critical things to say. We can say the course isn't great. We're not insulting you because you like the golf course. That's not an insult to you. Yeah. Yeah. But you could understand why people, like, if it means something to people that they um, feel. It's a hurt cool point. Like, but you're, I, it's your, not your job to worry about that. It's not your job to worry about that. Um, it, but, like, I, it's it became like resentment. It was like a mob against people. It's yeah. like. I don't understand where this came from. Like me just telling you what I think about something infuriated an entire thousands of people that were, you know, then. Um, one specific thing I wanted to bring up, which I thought was cool. Um, nine seemed to be shaved down off the back. And oh, JT yeah. nuked his like, I don't know, three wood. And like, if you're going to go for it in two, that's great. That's a high risk, like a high degree of difficulty to pull it off. And he hit it too hard and it rolled over and it didn't just roll over, it rolled down and he had to hit a great sort of like, not a great, but you know, he had a hit to hit a good skipper and, and it went a little too far and he squandered a shot. Like I thought that was fascinating to see where the ball rolled off and down the green. I thought, oh, why don't we get more of that? And then, you know, as you talked about extensively, like a lot of holes just have the, the How about Kepka on 14? The rough right there. Yeah. Do you see yeah. that? Yeah. And the the yeah. crazy thing too is like 
people were then saying that the, the it's for mower safety. If you go play there on a regular day, the, the rough's way shorter than that back there, and it's auto gone. Anybody that misses left or long of that green is in the canyon. It's, yeah. it's, it was just a big buffer down there. I don't understand right. why they thought that was a good idea. Like, who's making these decisions? Like, who doesn't walk around and say, you know, maybe we shouldn't have this seven-inch rough over here because it's going to stop the ball from getting in the canyon. Right. Another good thing, another cool thing, was Ron putting from the front of four. Like, having to, like, I don't know, it was just different. Like, bringing some of that out, like, option, I don't know, he hit a terrible putt. It was bad. Um, but but he had to decide on different things. He tried to roll it up the hill and on. Um, I just, like... Again, I think your larger point, which if you didn't listen to all our podcasts all week, we're not going to rehash all of it. You had a great point yesterday about how it just created constipation, bunching. Like you couldn't necessarily always tell who was playing the best golf. And we did, we low round of the week was 67. High round was what? Did it settle at 82? Did it go over 82? 80, 82, 82, 67. So lowest spread in the history of the US Open uh, between low score and high score. In general, too, like, I think John Rahm was the best player in the tournament, but was do we really know? Yeah. I like, want to... Uh, he played the best on the back nine on Sunday, but, like, it was anybody's tournament. And I, I, this is the thing, is I think, like, I think it was... That makes for a really entertaining product. And that at the end of the day, that's yeah. what we're in for. But at the, at the same token, if you're trying to determine a national champion, you want it to be clear who the best player was. And I'm not sure, like... I th- I'm not going to take away anything from John Rahm's win, but like, was he really better than Louis? Do we know? And sometimes it's two. And like, frankly, like until the very end, like he wasn't really better than anybody. Like if we could went trotted out and played another round tomorrow, I don't know if John Rahm wins. Everybody. It's just kind of like sparring. Like, yeah, we'd be in the same, we'd just the same like boat. If we go play tomorrow. Of, yeah. Yeah. The exact same boat. I'm not putting words in your mouth. You well, let's let's judge a statement from a from a listener. He's per- perfectly anonymous. DNB fifty five twenty DMs. And you can agree, disagree in parts. Um, <clears throat> no rain and the setup was awful. Hard to see Mike Wan actually making it harder in the future. All the whining pros have won and made this a glorified tour event. I was going to ask spicy you. Spicy words. So I was going to um, ask you because Garrett tweeted something similar. He said the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open setup philosophies have become uh, have slid significantly toward each other since ni- 2019. The PGA because it doesn't want to be seen as a pushover, and the U.S. Open in response to player criticism of Chambers and Shinnecock. I think it's spot on. I I would say. Yeah, I'd say John Bodenhammer does a good job. At, he, he does a good job. They're afraid, though. But they haven't had any kind of wailing or controversy in Pebble, Wingfoot, or this, right? I don't know. You think they're scared? Or they, like they want to edge closer to being a tour event than being antagonistic yeah. USGA? Not that they are a tour event, but edging closer to it. This one... Because it was on an actual tour course, was exceptionally ident- like nearly that. identical scoring averages. Score, scoring averages, like wait, 
Could they have made it harder? Like the, this DNB says there was no rain. Could, could, I mean, you still have the marine layer kind of impacting play. Could they have made it crispier? That's maybe an agronomic question for somebody else. But they they did sort of have... They didn't have a rainstorm come through like you might in the mid-Atlantic in June. Um, so did they kind of set it up more benign than it needed to be to get that scoring ever? Or is there just only so much you can do with, with, with Torrey Pines? So. I mean, what, what, if they want to set it up, they could have set pins in some little bit funkier spots. They could have gotten the greens a notch or two firmer. But at get the Tom end of Meeks the day, out there. Here's the thing. 300-yard carries to the fairway. The golf course just doesn't have a lot of flexibility. Like, it is what it is. And that's why it plays the same every year at the Farmers. It's true. It's true. Like, if the rough's short, it's still hard. And if the rough's long, it's still hard. Like, I mean, I just, I just think it mutes skills. Yep. Okay. I'm happy I'm happy round one. I, I you know, but overall and I and it was a really fun Sunday. You know, yeah. when it, when all the guys are coming down the stretch and Kyle Robbins wrote that piece a few years ago when it was at Bell Reef for SB Nation that talked about like you know, how, how players can make it you know, essentially make a course irrelevant and on the back nine it didn't matter where they were playing, right? Right. Right. That that was exciting there. Um okay. Kind of feels like a good end to the U.S. Open. Um, we're off to the Country Club of Brookline, I think, next week, next year. Uh, and Royal St. George's. Travelers up immediately. What, what are the odds Brooksy makes the cut there? I don't know. Rory's playing, too. Rory, he's going to watch the putter, the putter, the putter uh, lineup. Can, yeah, can, can he putt? TPC River Highlands is always a, an annual tradition. What happened on uh, on the LPGA? I haven't even known. Oh, uh, uh, Nelly. Nelly beat Leona Maguire by two. Okay. At Wichita, Harry Hall, kind of a Bryson imposter. He's got the he's got the Hogan cap. Uh, one really uh, in Wichita, beating Curtis Thompson by a shot. It's a rough couple of weeks for the Thompson family. <laughs> yeah, I was um, say the same thing. Uh, but yeah, Nelly, Nelly Corda won by two in uh, Michigan, Grand Rapids. All right. Thank you guys for your continued support. Long week of podcasts. We know it's a lot of minutes, hours even, but uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Try we have to do some our spotlights best too. While keeping our sanity. I would encourage you to go back, listen to the spotlights. You know, those are evergreen. O2 Beth page. Um, especially with us maybe never going to Muni for a long time again after this one. Uh, O2 Beth Page and uh, Lee Trevino, part one. Part two may come, I don't know, 2025, given the given the rate we just had this week. But uh, we appreciate your continued support. Leave a review, if that matters. I don't know. Support a sponsor yeah, like Athletic Brewing. and Yeah, write a review. Do that if Reviews you Reviews are care. fun, too. I like reading them. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, I get, I get last... an email every day about, review, about reviews. Oh, you do? So, yeah, it's fun to read. Our them. last negative one was like obese journalist thinks patrick reed is buff one star which please don't give bad reviews but 
I'm amused by that. A, if, if you don't, not, if you don't like the podcast, give a bad review. If you got sure. critical, you know, Andy hates Tory Pines. I like that's not an every week thing, though. You know, obese journalist thinks Pat Reed is buff. One one star. A, I'm not obese anymore. I'm just overweight, apparently, according to the index. And B, I said Pat Reed looked. I, I I I was so half-hearted in that take that he looked his shoulders look a little built. This was like Kapalua or something for for a split second. I, I reserved judgment to take it back like within the next day. But a thank lot, you for uh, that t- review. Either to way, to be fair, a lot of our negative reviews come about my voice. So well, then, you know, then we don't want you. Get the hell out of here. Because like so, Tori, it's not changing. That's what it is. So. Uh, Right? All right. Thank you guys for your support. We'll be back with the regular kind of Wednesday episode later this week.